You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. So you're saying that people at Heritage Christian School, they need to pray when they're eating the school food? Oh, you need to pray. No, no, the, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. You need to pray in thankfulness for the dear ladies who prepare that every day. Would you stand, please? Would you stand? Here is the lady in charge of the food at Heritage Christian School. Thank you. When I, All right, speaking when I, wait, of Cleveland Baptist, yes. Wait, when I went to school, we weren't applauding in thanks. <laughs> The mystery meat was delicious, but we never knew really where it came from. Their hairnet was beautiful. Their hairnet, yeah. All right, Callie Goodman says, from Cleveland Baptist. There she is. Why are you guys the funniest people ever? Funny looking? Looking at us? Funny looking? Um, I think my humor comes... As a Canadian, we we are sarcastic people. And if you listen to a lot of the... No. It's true. Don't look at me like that, Tubby. All right. Um, we, if, you, if you look at a lot of the professional comedians, very sarcastic. Sarcasm is our humor, and um, people just really relate to that. Um, I got it from my grandmother. My grandma, Christy, my mom's mom, was a hilarious lady, and she had a great sarcasm, and she was just such a ton of fun. My parents, too. My mom, more so, was more of the comedic. And I think I pick it up from that. And then I just, my friends, I mean, the guys I hang around just kind of bring that out of me, so. My dad, I got, I got, we got the woven genes that has passed through all these generations. So my, both of my grandsons, they try to be a real card. So uh, I think we've been blessed with the gift of criticism and mockery. Yeah, from the Lord. <laughs> Is that a gift? I think it's a curse. I'll tell you what, it does give us a lot of fun, but it sometimes gets us in a lot of trouble, yes. too. Yeah, some yeah. people don't appreciate good humor, some of you. All right. <laughs> Matthew from, oh, I'm sorry, Kendall Kelly from Norwalk Baptist. Kendall, where are you? Kendall, all right. all right. All right, her question is, oh, almost erased everything. Oh, no, this, uh, your favorite book. What is your favorite book of the Bible and why? I think it's your turn okay it changes all the time it's yes. probably usually the one i'm currently studying yeah so uh right now i'm studying through mark i'm planning on preaching through mark beginning in in the uh fall so i want to try to read it about 40 to 50 times before i preach through it but my favorite book out of all of them is philippians i mm. love philippians yeah. i'm a joyful person I think the Lord made me a happy person to begin with, and whenever I got saved, and of course the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit is joy, so I love being joyful. Philippians is an awesome book. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing, that it kind of changes throughout you know, where I'm at in my life, in my ministry. I would say right now, I love the book of Romans for the doctrinal aspect. There's a lot of our doctrine comes oh, from the book of Romans. I thought you were going to say the wordless book. Well, my favorite is the Captain Canada coloring book, but I've already, 
I've already read that 12 times and colored in it 18. So, um, I, I would say Romans for our doctrine. And then also I love the book of Nehemiah as a pastoral leader or as a group leader. Nehemiah was an incredible leader in a very difficult time. So I would say Romans and Nehemiah for those two aspects. All right, Matthew from Cleveland Baptist. That's all we got. Matthew from Cleveland Baptist. All right, awesome. All right. How do you know if God is calling you? Well, usually my phone rings. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to save that voice. (laughs) That's right. Um, I say it like this. When I fell in love with my wife, I saw her for the first time. I saw her standing in a choir, and I just, I had never seen anything that beautiful in my life. And I, I was just taken back. And I said to my pastor's son, uh, Dr. Harry Strachan Jr., I said, who is that girl? And he said, that's Roy Thompson's daughter. And I said, well, that's the end of that conversation. She's out of your league. Probably. Way out of my league. I mean, she was so beautiful. I'm from this huge church. And I'm from this, you know, big church in Canada of, you know, five, 600 people. And I'm this little farm guy. I thought, there's no way. So, um, but I, tell you, I just couldn't stop thinking about her. And a year went by, and we come to Cleveland for the Smite program, and she's my group leader. And I was like, oh, God is so good. Yeah. And so she's my group leader. Love at first smite. Love at first smite. And uh, she's my group leader for the first day or two. And then I said, you know what, sister, thanks, but I'll take over. We need a man in this position. And so I, I then took the group from there, and she submitted. And I, I said, that's, that's the girl. Um, <laughs> So I would say... Now, for the real side of the story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would say, when I fell in love with that girl, I couldn't stop thinking about her. I, I wanted to be with her. I wanted to get a letter from her. Back then, we didn't have email. We had to write letters, and it took seven days from the U.S. to Canada and seven days back. So I only got a letter like every 14 to 21 days. <laughs> Rejected yeah, seven days that's back. Right, that's right. Refused. Return to sender. Address <laughs> unknown. And so I... I when God called me to preach, I felt the same way. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop about. I couldn't stop wanting to be around it. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to hear the preaching. I wanted to study it. I wanted to start practicing it. So that that was a big part of it for me. And then um, just open doors. As you say, Lord, I'm available, you'll see doors begin to open. Hey, we want you to help in this class. Hey, pastor wants me to do a devotional. Um, hey, uh, I really have an urge to know about this country. Maybe God's leading me to missions. Hey, I love mechanics, and I just, man, I can't fix enough cars. Maybe God's called me to be a bus mechanic for the church, or maybe God's wanting me to work in that field, and I'll just be a support in the church. So I would say that. I asked my dad. I was 13, and I asked my dad on a Wednesday before church how do you know you're called to preach and my dad said it was it's something you feel like you have to do it's not you just want to do it you have to do it you're compelled to do it and he said but if if the lord's calling you you can never change your mind and say no and go do something else and that night i walked forward and announced the lord called me to preach so it's just for me it was i have to do this and it isn't like you have to do it like you have to clean your dorm. I mean, it, it's you have to do this and you can't wait because yeah. it's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. We should move along a little quicker. All right. I took the name off 
is it okay to be scared about getting saved? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we took this two ways. Yeah. Um, do we get do we do we get nervous? I'll take it one way. All right. Okay, you take. Go ahead. So you yourself, you're scared about, but you you're too scared to get saved. No, it's not good. Uh, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I mean, if you're too scared to get saved, that's wrong. It's scary to get saved. I don't want to go forward. So you're going to die and go to hell? So probably that part of the question, if it was meant that way, probably got settled last hmm, night. But yeah. you take it the other way. Yeah. So I thought, too, it could mean, is it okay to scare people into getting saved? Kind of like last night's message where, you know, I... I gave for you some examples of what weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth is then we portrayed that in a dark room and it was it's frightening I get chills every time I do it and I will tell you unashamedly if I can make it so real that you now realize hey I don't want to be a part of that then mm -hmm. I say yes is it good for me just to use a tactic you know, like, you, you're going to die. You're going to die today. Gimmick. Yeah, some yeah, gimmick. No, yeah, no. no, that's not good. I don't think you should do that. It needs to be by faith. It needs to be a call of the Holy Spirit of God on their lives. And so we're looking for that. And so that preaching last night was allowing the Holy Spirit to use that, that dramatization, as it were, to impact you to the reality of there is a choice. So I, I would say that. Zoe Thompson from Norwalk Baptist. Zoe you're the second Zoe I've Why known. are people afraid of other people? All right. Uh, it could be the mean look on their face while they have yeah. a bloody machete look in their hand. Them, I don't know. Look at them, man. Um, I'll be honest. I think both of us would agree that there are times when we're almost introverted. Do you feel that way sometimes? Oh, wait, that hurt. <laughs> Here, let me give you some more medication. Tim Hortons. He hates coffee. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm saved. Yeah. Is that, your, is that your answer? Are you done with that? With what? Are you introverted? I got hurt and I forgot all about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I think we're both. No one would believe it. No. No one would believe it at all. Let me tell you that most people that are really funny like this helps hide insecurities. Helps. When I get in a large crowd, I love it. If there was something I could be insecure about. Maybe balance issues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Old age. Yeah. So I would say it's not, it's okay to be afraid. Some people just aren't outgoing. Um, but I think all of us, when we find someone who has similarities, it's much easier to feel comfortable around them. Um, that first meeting is sometimes rough. If I'm, if I'm in this room and you're not all saved and I'm the only guy that's saved, I'm a little nervous because I got to find out where, how can I win this crowd? How can I fit into this crowd? That's a little unnerving for me. But other than that, if I know they're Christians, we have something in common. So that helps me. But that is a common thing because the Bible told a prophet, be not afraid of their faces. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus said, fear not them, which can destroy the body, but not, cannot destroy the soul. So that is a common thing that we all have to face and go through. And I, I, something that helps me is, is my love for Christ enough to talk about him to somebody else. Because I've got to look at him one day and let him know whether I was ashamed of him, too ashamed to talk about him to somebody else. Mm. I'm not ashamed of my wife. She's wonderful. I talk to somebody about her as much as possible. I ought to love the Lord more than anybody else. Yeah. If you have any sense of humor at all, humor, people love humor. All people love humor. All people love the banjo. All people like magic. 
If you can do any of those, you're in. All right, uh, a, uh, one from the West Coast group. How do we approach college as teenagers? What is the benefit, if any, to a Bible college? You, me? Yeah, um, I think there's great benefit to learning. There's great benefit to experience. I, I learned a lot of Bible in Bible college, and I learned some, a lot of ways to uh, preach that obviously I never took, but uh, the, most, the, the most blessing of college for me was learning and experiencing that God can use me, that God can answer my prayer. It, it's, it was the experience of taking that learning and applying it more than anything else. How many people have ever said, um, I'm getting a whole bunch of knowledge, a whole bunch of classes in school that I'm never going to use that information. I'm never going to use that information. Well, we got to believe in the sovereignty of God. How do you know you're not going to use that? You know, so I see great benefit in learning. I see great benefit in learning. Whether or not somebody's called to preach, whether or not somebody's planning on being a missionary, um, you know, if you're unsure about some things and the Lord won't open up doors in other areas and you've been praying, and I don't, I don't see, I don't think it's wrong to go to a Bible college just to say, Lord, I'm, I'm just looking around. What, what should I do? And it, you may not be a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher or want to be a preacher's wife to go to Bible college. But I think there's great benefit, especially if you're not quite sure of what you're doing. Yeah, I think as a guy, it's a great way to pick up chicks. Um, I mean, let's face it. There's some good-looking girls at them colleges, and some of the cream of the crop are there, so you have an opportunity. But seriously, it's a great place to make great friends and potentially, maybe potentially a spouse. But uh, I say one year of Bible college for everyone. One year, no matter what you're gonna do, one year, go and say, Lord, I'm open to whatever you've got. After that year, if you say, you know what, I wanna be a dentist, go be a dentist. Um, if in that year the Lord says, hey, I want you to be something for me in the ministry, then follow that through. But go one year, you'll make some great friendships. Um, it'll be a great training. It'll help you to solidify some of the things that you believe, and it'll help challenge some of the things that you believe. So I think at least one year of Bible college. You've been listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.